What's up everyone and welcome to episode 51 of the Justin Insight podcast. Um, I'm going to keep this intro very short and sweet because we've got a long one today. Um, it is our very first wrestling roundtable of 2018. Uh, we discuss all things NXT Philadelphia, TakeOver Philadelphia sorry, and all things Royal Rumble which had the very first women's 30 women Royal Rumble match which we'll get into but it was a peach, it was really good. Um, Loads of little surprises, which I love about the Rumble. Um, the Royal Rumble is one, of, is probably my favourite pay per view of the year, um, and you'll find out why this year has been was one of the best in in a long time. Um, I am joined by two Just an Inside podcast regulars, uh, Ben Pittman and Callum Melwood, who give me all all their insight into to both events, which I'm very grateful for. Um, sorry, I'm kind of stumbling over my words a little bit. It's, it's now quarter to one in the morning, so yeah, it's I've had a long day. It's been a long time, a lot of wrestling, not a lot of sleep. So yeah, um, as always, these wrestling roundtables do contain spoilers. So uh, if you haven't seen either uh, the Rumble or the NXT Takeover, then you'll probably better go watch those first before you listen to this. Um, but yeah, please enjoy me, Ben and Callan chat and wrestling um, and I'll see you on the other side first major wrestling event of 2018 kicked off with uh, NXT Philadelphia swiftly followed by the Royal Rumble Um, it's kind of a Podiversary here because this the first wrestling roundtable we did of 2017 was the Royal Rumble, so I'm very glad to be welcoming back uh, Ben Gravel Pittman. Hello, Ben. Hello. And uh, Callan Mosma- Moshmaster Millwood. How are we doing, Callan? For fuck's sake. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm alright. I'm good. These are. Um... Is that like the Shockmaster? <laughs> oh mate, that'll be better. That was, uh, it was uh, it's basically Maz's nickname for me in the Rumble. Yeah, so, so these these were Maz's nicknames bestowed upon us. I'm the Ginger Prince, but unfortunately Maz is is unable to join us this evening. Um, but yeah, a lot of wrestling over over the weekend. So um, before we get into it in in detail, thumbs up in general from you guys. Yeah, massively. It was great. Yeah, mate. Same, same for me, mate. I had, I had a great weekend. Really, really <laughs> yeah, I think great time. <laughs> for WWE kind of set the bar very high this year for fright from the off for, for January. So yeah, we'll um, we'll as I say, there's a lot to lot to cover. So we'll we'll get straight into NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Um, obviously Philly's a city that's kind of bursting at the moment with excitement because they obviously reached the Super Bowl so crowd was super lively uh, kicked off with the NXT Tag Team Champions uh, uh, Undisputed Era era of Carl O'Reilly and Bobby Fish defending against AOP um, and I think it was a really good match to to kind of start things off um, AOP look better and better every time they step inside the ring uh, I'm glad they kind of went back to their darker ring gear rather than their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gear. Um, and it's also just really nice to kind of see Bobby Fish and Carl O'Reilly have that big stage platform. But yeah, we'll 
we'll do the usual. We'll go around and, and see what you guys think. So, Callum, what was your, your view of, of this match as an opener? I thought it was, uh, again, well, this this just goes to show how behind I am with NXT. I didn't even realise Bobby Fish and Colorado were the new champions. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, for this match as a whole, I thought it was pretty fucking strong as an opener. Um, it's good to see AOP kind of like I, my concern with AOP was that they've always worked pretty a pretty stiff, stiff style yeah almost to the extent where it's almost it feels to me unsafe but this match I think they almost like um, almost like exaggerated that fact you know this match was pretty much like a, a full on brutal brawl I mm. think um, it was just a complete slog fest and it was everything was looked so hard and painful and stiff but um, yeah I, I really liked I really liked it I thought it was um Fucking yes, yeah, it's, it's cool to see how far off is the pain have come now. But I'm not sure where they can go from here, really. So, um, uh, yeah, I thought it's fucking great. I'm not sure, maybe if we will even see AOP popping up soon on the main roster. But yeah, fucking solid opener. Yeah, I, so. I think I agree. Like, what what's next for for AOP? Because obviously they came in in such a a strong position, and I think. Ben, it might have been yourself that kind of pointed out how how young they actually are, which I didn't realise. So I, I don't know. Maybe like I think they still need that that sort of time to develop in NXT because I think if you shove them straight on the main roster, there there's that sort of possibility of them exposing the the weaknesses. But but Ben, what do you th- like? Well, first off, what did you think of the match, and what what's your opinion on where AOP go next? Yeah, it was it was top match. Very much enjoyed it. Um, I had a few problems with sort of the the fact that I guess undisputed era are the heels, and then it's what are AOP doing? Are they are they babyface? Does it work? I don't think it does. Um, I don't think that the crowd really knew what what was to do with the, like the story of it. Yeah. But, um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is incredible oh Just like he was so so smooth it was unreal so like I, I think i caught i caught him live in preston i caught red dragon in preston like a few years back and it was sort of like some of the best tag team wrestling i've ever seen so it's amazing to see them guys go and yeah like as he said aop come on leaps and bounds still not ready for like this you know i've been what i watch nxt every week and you see their promos and I was like oh god I'm really hyped by uh, Authors of Pain promo but it's still just them shouting <laughs> yeah like they'll, they'll do like a, a sentence in, in English and then they'll go back to excuse me ignorance whatever yeah. language they're, they're talking I know that's really bad that I don't know it but I'm not a researcher um, and then Ellerin will step in but like genuinely like oh my god that's that's really good um, but yeah the, ma- the match was, was top like this, you know <sighs> I think there was a theme from the whole of the pay-per-view apart from sort of maybe the last match where it was, oh, here's the story and then somebody forgot to write the ending, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, it, it wasn't well fleshed out in terms of that. It kind of, it kind of ended and I think that a few matches like that, just like they, they all just sort of like were quite good and they were telling the story and then stopped. So Yeah. I, no, I, I agree with that. And like the one sort of, key takeaway that I took was was Kyle O'Reilly because it's it's strange like I didn't really f- follow him massively on the indies but I knew that he had this 
kind of um, reputation with him. And I remember watching, uh, I think it was when he was ROH champion. And I was sort of like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why so many people are hyped on him. But this match just, I think it brought out that kind of why everyone fell in love with him in the first place. Like everything he did was just so smooth. Like his transitions from kicks he, he to lay submissions. On his back, lay on his back and kick someone in the leg, and it still looked good. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no way that what he was doing there should have looked good. He was like essentially lashing out, but he still managed to make it work. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think as well, I totally agree with you, Ben. The, the finish, like I. I liked what they did with the finish, and because obviously they'd been working on uh, Ankum's leg throughout the match, and when they did the super collider, obviously his leg wasn't stable enough to kind of keep him fully up. But I, I agree with like the kind of the the pushing of each other into one another, and it, it just kind of seemed a bit sort of oh we we need to kind of get this match over and done with. But I don't know, Callan, what what was your view on on the ending? Do you think that? Everything was kind of a bit slapdash. Yeah, I think I think that is the you know the, the biggest problem with this match was just it essentially it was over, wasn't it? It was like you, you know it. I guess it's what they try to do with an opening match. You, you know, you get you you have all your tea and that's it. You know, there's no dessert. You just <laughs> yeah. before before you know it, it's done. You know, um, but yeah, it did feel a bit short. I thought, yeah. Well, something that I found quite interesting. There's a guy that I follow on Twitter. He goes to quite a lot of the the UK indie shows, and he put up a tweet saying um, that he thought the NXT tag division was quite weak, which I I kind of disagree with. Um, but I'm interested to see what your point of view is because obviously we said AOP was kind of next for them, but obviously now yeah. who's next for Undisputed Era? So you've got people like Street Profits. You've got people like heavy machinery sort of hanging around obviously sanity still in the picture so do you well, do you guys think there'll be a sanity rematch well this is what i was this is what i was thinking i don't know if there'll be a rematch i don't i don't think there will be but um the, the, my reasoning for thinking you might see aop lurking is um because of all the big potential big men in that tag division in particular which is very scary so i mean obviously we've got war, um war, uh, war machine Oh yeah, um, of course. Turning up, but we also have um, uh, obviously got heavy machinery in there as well. And to think that authors of pain could still stay in that mix, that'd be great to watch, I reckon. But, yeah. Um, uh, it might be a bit overkill for just for, as a whole division, you know. Um, I'm not sure really, because uh, yeah, Street Profits the only tag team I think I know on the roster at the moment. But is there anyone else I'm missing? I'm not sure. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't. The Italian bloke standing name across. Oh, Tino Sabatelli. Yeah, and um, Roderick Moss. Uh, I, I haven't even seen that. <laughs> I swear there's another one, but I can't think off the top yeah, of my head right TM61. now. There we go, yeah, TM61. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're turning up soon, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's, I, I, I mean, I think that we, I was discussing this through the week. NXT sort of goes in waves, obviously, when they, you know, the, the talent go up, like, go up. And I think that at the minute it's back on top in, in terms of like just all round, I think like singles that, and the tag tag division are really absolutely killing it at the minute. So um, I try to think of who all like the, the tag teams are, but um, 
I think there's a lot of personality as well in there, like heavy machinery are like very over. Street profits are really over. You've got sanity. You've got undisputed era, who are like just mass. Everyone loves those guys. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think I, th- I think it's good. I think I think it's it's strong. It, I, when it, sorry, when um, Cass and Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but when like those guys in American Alpha and the Revival all went, it was sort of like everyone's like, "Oh, NXT tag division is dead in the water." Yada yada yada, and it's like, "Well, actually, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's back to being to being quite strong." And I think that with uh, as you say, War Machine coming in, you're gonna have uh, some Hoss matches, which are gonna be quite exciting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. Well, as you said, with the whole sort of NXT sort of getting back on, on top to an extent, I think if we move nicely on to somebody who is very much on top of the crowd's favourite, um, Velveteen Dream against uh, Cassius Ono. Dr- Dream is so over, it's unreal. Like, just his entrance alone was just phenomenal. Like, the the velvet pillow with the gum shield on it, the sort of Rocky Bill Bauer shorts in Philadelphia, the, him playing to the to the knockout, just that opening sort of minute of this match was everything that a WWE character or gimmick or whatever you want to call it should be. Um, I, I've waxed lyrical about Dream and Black previously with Maz, but what, what are your guys' sort of views on, on Dream? Like, do you like the gimmick? Do you, do you think it's a bit overkill? Do you see him kind of having longevity in this, this character? Ben, what about you? What do you think? I love gimmicks. Like, absolutely love them. Even even when the people who live in the gimmicks hate them. Stardust is one of my favourite all-time gimmicks. Um, <laughs> but no, no shit, like, I'm not even Wait, like... seriously. Cool. Um, but... Yeah, uh, I, I think it's great. I'm, I'm not as sort of in, into Dream as much, even though, like, I'm sort of... I do love a gimmick. I don't know, like, he, he's... I don't see it having that much longevity. I can't... I don't know. I can't see it working on the main roster. I don't... I, but I don't know why. I, there's there's no reason why. I just, I just think that there's something that's not going to work and he's destined... Like, he... I can't see him as champ. I can't see him. And that's and maybe it's just he needs a bit more time. Yeah. You know, as you said, like the match with <laughs> um, Alistair Black was great. I don't think Alistair Black has had a bad bad match. Really. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it might. I'm not saying it's all to do with him, but you know, he, he's he starts strong. Uh, this match, you know, with Ono started strong, but went rapidly downhill and I don't know if you know if Velveteen Dream had a bit more sort of experience under his belt it would have done I guess I guess yeah. I guess you know we, you always come back to when talking about any any NXT sort of match or pay-per-view it's it is developmental they you know even if they have been um putting on well I mean he hasn't but like other people you know they they're not they're not doing. They haven't done the WWE style all their life. Even if they come from their indi- from the indies and stuff, there's wrestling for the camera and wrestling for a crowd and things yeah. like that. It's 
So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Go on. I was gonna say I'm quite surprised. Um, you feel he's not like ready for like the main roster. Cause I was thinking about this the other day: is where could he go from here? Um, I I could see him to be tipped someone as likely to kind of get that shortcut and be brought up very quickly just because of his character alone. Um, you, maybe you're right with the long term side of things that that could be a problem probably. But um, I think because the you know with how the main roster's programming is um that those kind of characters is where they flourish the most if that makes sense yeah i think um, well elias is a prime example of that i think yeah and i agree yeah, but, so like i'm yeah go on so, sorry i was gonna say i totally agree with you but then mm. if you think about brizango like character you know it's sort of like oh everyone loves it but then it you're just on youtube you know Elias is is the one example of it of them go like going with that. Here's a character. We don't really need to do much else. But do you? I don't know. Do you? Do you just want another sort of come out and be oh, essentially Goldust's gimmick? You know, I'm a bit I'm a bit sexy. I'm a bit weird. <laughs> I, don't um, know. I think I think the difference there is he does almost despite his flamboyancy. Uh, I think we saw more of it in this match. Is he tries to um, truly live? The, I guess when he, as soon as the bell goes, he does act like he's a fighter. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, with characters like Goldust and stuff, yeah, they're great. But like this guy treats a wrestling match as like a fight. If that makes sense. And I feel like he truly lives that gimmick from the minor details of him like bo- getting ready to box at the center, at the beginning of this match and stuff. I think that really sold the fact he not only is he, is he the guy who's like got that character but he could you could kind of do well in a fight yeah um i feel like yeah he i'm not sure he would ever win a championship and i almost feel like he doesn't need to do you know what i mean um it's just something different on as part of tv um, yeah i feel but yeah well if we go into the match a little bit more obviously as i mentioned the first sort of minute of this was brilliant because obviously he'd done the the promo on the on the pre-show, saying he was going to knock him out in thirty seconds, hit him with that the sweet punch, and then uh, Ono got straight back up and smashed the the mouth guard out of his out of his mouth, and it was just it was really good up until a point. But Ben, like you said, I think his inexperience dreams inexperience kind of showed through. Like, and but I also think it's not not a detriment against Ono, but I think because Dream may not have been used to working with someone his size i think that showed because obviously when they went to go for the the kind of leaping death valley driver bit it, it was almost like he just dropped oh no and then the weird kind of spinning ddt that he does like i'm not sure if that was oh no no selling it or just because of his size he couldn't get the right sort of momentum behind it for him to sell it properly um so it was it was almost kind of like a football match. It was a match of of two halves. So, in general, what did you guys think? But uh, Ben, as you kind of mentioned, the the inexperience. We'll go with you first. It was okay. It I it, I, didn't, I I didn't take any notes throughout any of this. So just you're going on memory. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Me me staying up till whatever time in the morning because I watched them all live and also drinking. But <laughs> it, it was I I. I, I didn't come away from it being like oh my god that was amazing so uh yeah it, I've, I've not really got too much to to put in on it like I, I think he's going in the right direction and i think 
it's a bit of a shame that Cassius Ono is sort of I don't know he's he's not doing very much yeah at the minute but yeah it, okay match five out of ten <laughs> Callan uh, what about you I really I to be honest I will really invest in it yeah um, I, I don't know if it's just purely because of Belting Dream's character um, I did feel like um, again I think the pairing was a bit odd and I could tell that Velveteen um, Dream was kind of um, struggling towards, especially towards the end, and getting all these like spots right. You see, there was a few botches here and there, um, like some ideas they must have had. Um, but like, yeah, he, the finish was a bit disappointing, I think, because he, well, he, he nailed it, but um, uh, the move before he does, I, I don't even know who, what his finisher is properly, but um, uh, he did that spot with like a fireman's carry into something else towards the end. And you could see his knees tr- buckling under trying to hold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zono. I could see that that was a struggle. Um, so I, I think maybe it was just a weird pairing, like having someone so small with Cassius. It might have been a bit ambitious at this point, uh, maybe. But then saying that, you know, he's got to have to, he's going to have to deal with this stuff later down the line. So, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a bad match. I don't think it, it doesn't touch the Alistair Black match in any way. But. Um, yeah, uh, it, I thought it was good. I was invested in it, but I, again, I just don't think um, it could have been as good as it could have, really. Yeah. Like, some spots are a bit shaky. Yeah, I agree. Well, talking of shaky spots, in my opinion, the, the next match was the, the weakest of the ones we had on on TakeOver. It was the women's match, uh, Ember Moon against Shayna Baszler. Um, I, I, I do like that they're kind of pushing Shayna as this as this badass but this this match for me just felt very flat and going back to what you were saying earlier Ben about them kind of rushing the finishes that the finish of this match just did not it didn't sit particularly well with me I thought the the whole build of kind of her attacking the arm was okay with it wasn't anything special like uh, considering throughout the whole build up to this match we'd seen Shayna using the the choke like she didn't even go for I think she went for it maybe like once um which I thought was quite surprising but the, again the the kind of standout spot was the the arm break spot which it's just oh, I don't it's uncomfortable to watch but yeah for for me this out of the five matches this was kind of the the weakest but what what was your views Callan I'm surprised you say that cuz I fucking loved it <laughs> <laughs> um uh I thought it was great. I mean, like, um, it was pretty slow to start off with. I will, I will give you that. Um, but those last five minutes of just submissions, I thought was really different. I really enjoyed it from a, not just from the wrestling standpoint, the production standpoint, where the, I guess it was more of a MMA, MMA production yeah. where they had the camera on the apron, just like filming this, you know. But um, I, I was those last five minutes. I was almost convinced that Shane was going to. Re- win this title um so yeah i was like i was watching those last five minutes on the edge of my seat like what the hell's going on it was like almost like maybe i was being worked too much um, <laughs> it seemed to me it was written that shana was going to win this and then uh it's like obviously it's like kind of a twist ending to it but i thought those last five minutes were really different and i really quite enjoyed it for that reason maybe it's just me but that's, no, I, I, I quite liked it no i get that because I, th- I think i saw someone say that it was kind of like booked like a an MMA match, which I I do get, and it's it is it's always like admirable of of WWE to kind of 
try things a little bit different. But I don't, I don't know whether, I don't know whether it was, I just wasn't fully invested in in either of them. So I think like even when Ember won the title, I wasn't sort of that bothered. I I would have rather have kind of seen it on on someone else, Peyton Royce. But um, yeah. but yeah, I just like. I just wasn't fully invested in it, and I think maybe they need to kind of revisit this this rivalry a little bit later down the line when Shane has had a bit more time on NXT TV, so we can kind of let her destroy a few more people and then kind of get her to go at Ember again. That I think that then I'd kind of be more more in into it, but I think this was kind of rushed to sort of be like oh we've got a new champion but we haven't got uh an out and out person to, to challenge her so we'll just shove this person who we're booking as a badass kind of thing but i don't, don't know ben what did you think I, I think touching on what you just said about we've not got anyone to like as a, as a an opponent i think they do and i think that you know you've you've had loads of uh sort of multi women matches you've got the iconic duo who you Cross, you could chuck. There's so many. So on that point, I don't know why they would they wouldn't feel that they can. I think it's that they are really trying to push the MMA type characters. You know, they've they've put two of them up onto Raw and SmackDown in the uh, Absolution and the Riot Squad, and they they've got um, I can't remember names. Sorry, it's uh, terrible. But you've, you, I think they're really going down that path, and especially now, you know, after. Um, what happened at, at the end of the Royal Rumble pay per view yeah. um, with their latest signee? But I, it's weird. I I really enjoyed the match. I didn't like the end of it, but liked I, I liked the, the build to it. Even though it was, as you say, it was a bit rushed and there wasn't really much to it. I think Shayna Baszler is such a convincing bastard. Like <laughs> yeah. absolute, absolute, I hate her. Like I hate her. <laughs> and I don't. And I've never been so sort of invested in hate in a heel in quite some time which is is phenomenal i think i think you know it's perfect and she's really like she's good on the mic if i don't know if you saw nxt was it last week where they did like a the, the sit, sit down, down yeah with a pair of them and i was just like oh god i hate you so much <laughs> that, that's incredible she's she's really good and you know that that arm break spot you know to, when she did it on dakota kai uh it's horrible and i just i'm fully fully like being worked by this mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the, like, the, the match up until the last bit which it just seemed a bit like I don't know I think I said uh, I said last night so it, it was as if you know they the story was all there and they had the story of the match and everything and like I said before it was just the ending just was a bit sort of poorly executed yeah. I think and you know again this is conversely uh, converse to what um, Callum was saying um, it's just a bit like I, I don't know I didn't I didn't really it, it just looked a bit like way to make your champion look weak just have a sort of like sit there going oh, I can't get out I can't do anything and then and I guess that's the MMA thing but it was it just didn't really work for me and then and then like the you know the the, oh, she's pinned her. Yeah, she's out of there. Um, yeah, poor, poor execution. I enjoyed the match. Didn't think it was a stinker. Thought like just generally through it. Like 
Shayna Baszler just being a bastard. Just sort of like, <laughs> she's, she's got that. She's got that face. Somebody yeah. was saying she's got like that Minoru Suzuki face, where it's just like I'm fucking, I'm a bastard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that's great. Like it's a really good thing to have. But um, yeah, um, certainly not the, the the worst match of the night. I, you know, preferred it very much. Like after the previous match, which I just wasn't bothered by. Thought, oh, this is you know, this is decent and. I, you know, I really like Ember Moon. I think she she really works like she, she's got that. I think she's got like that, the sympathy, and I know that's not exactly what you want all the time. But you think about it, she's got that relatability and stuff. She's you know, which some people don't tend to have. Yeah. Um, well, do, as I kind of mentioned, that I I'd like to kind of see Shayna sort of tear through the the women's division a, a bit and kind of revisit this rivalry down the line so do you think that's something that's potentially going to happen well, I think with the setup, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of set up, set up at the end of the match I think that's likely to happen I think we're going to see more of this yeah 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 that's cool cool well then we'll move uh, swiftly on to uh, the extreme rules match between uh, Alistair Black and Adam Cole um I'm going to let you guys take the lead on this, but all I'm going to say is, ouch. Um, this, yeah, it was just ridiculous. But, um, Callum, what did you, what were your views on this match? Uh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was up there for me. It was so, so good. Um, when I first heard that these guys were going to be penned together for this match, I, I knew it would be fucking fantastic anyway. Like, the way these guys can work outside of WWE and what they can bring in this environment as well, I thought this could be fucking great. Um, obviously, when it was announced as Extreme Rules, I thought that was going to be, you know, I knew it'd probably be an absolute war, and these guys would probably fucking kill each other. But um, yeah, mate, it was uh, so so good. I thought um, there were some proper scary spots. And yeah, I think from front to back, um, it yeah, I think it was you know, obviously the whole match was pandering. And it's almost like a tip to the hat to the ECW crowd in, in Philly there. But, um, I mean, we saw some amazing stuff, like the way fucking uh, Alistair Black, Fireman carried AA, <laughs> like Adam Cole into those, the back of the chairs, and uh, spots like that have made me scream. And, like, yeah. what, and also seeing, like, um, Alistair foot stomping Adam Cole through the table. Oh, that was ridiculous. Looks so good. You see, you fucking have to give it all just to get make sure the <laughs> yeah. table's gonna break. Looks so bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, you see that Adam Cole was some boy, some point like busted up and like bleeding, and um, and he had to work through that. But yeah, I thought it was really good. I think the finish. My only criticism is the finish might have been a bit overbooked. But I think in this scenario, um, with sanity and obviously the. Um, uh, the undisputed era getting involved. I think it's kind of a, a good little rub. I don't think it was overkill as an overbooking, but um, yeah, mate, I, I, I fucking loved it. Well, <laughs> the the things uh, when it kind of started out, like I was kind of a bit tentative, especially when they started getting all the, the chairs and the kendo sticks. I was sort of like, okay, I get that it's an extreme rules match, but I just I thought because I know that these two guys can actually wrestle really well I didn't want them to kind of rely heavily on the gimmick match but then as things progressed and the complete insanity of 
the, some of the spots they were doing. Like, why Adam Cole hates his back, I do not know. But, like, the the electric chair onto the ladder spot was just ridiculous. Like, what? how do they even kind of think of that? Like, going into the match, like, yeah, I'm going to chuck you off my shoulders onto your back onto a ladder. Like, it's just insane. Oh, and, mate, yeah. And, and so... you mentioned, obviously, the, the sort of chair spot. Like, how they kind of got that cleared, I... Well, if they did, I don't know. But it was just, like, just, oh, it's just, I couldn't believe my eyes when I kind of saw it. But, but me and Callum have waxed lyrical about it. But, Ben, what what were your views? Um, one of the most sort of brutal WWE hardcore extreme rules, whatever you want to call it, matches in quite some time. Yeah. So it was, it was good to see the, you know, a, a couple of guys who... I don't know, don't need need that gimmick doing that kind of thing. But um yeah, it was quite painful. Wasn't wasn't too gruesome uh in, for like a hardcore match. I got I know a load of people who just plain out and out hate hardcore matches, just wanna see wrestling. So I think it had a bit of both. Um I think it would have like I don't know, I don't don't, don't think you need it with those two guys as you say, but yeah kind of sort of I'd say playing up to the ECW sort of heritage whatever um, horrible horrible spots like that that chair spot was just horrible like, just <laughs> felt, I just I think it winced and it was just like oh I think the, the whole room were just screaming throughout but yeah decent um, I, I don't it's kind of like what you do with Alistair Black like this is my thing he, yeah. he won all of the awards in the in the pre-show for like you know super, what was it breakout superstar of the year or something like yeah. that um, match of the year no not match of the year rivalry of the year and stuff like that and it's like he's still undefeated I think in singles he is yeah in, yeah in singles um, I, I think I, I, I don't know if they'd pull the trigger and put the title on him it's it's a it's a weird one well this um, this is what my my question to you guys was going to be before going into this match. Who did you think was was going to win? So Ben, as as you were talking, who, who did you think was going to win going in? I think it, so. I think that they've started to paint themselves into a corner a bit with with Black. Like in as much as you've got that undefeated thing, and it's they've had obviously they've had Oscars streak and it's continuing I don't think they'll do that with it but it's at what point do you uh, do you pull the trigger and yeah. say right yeah okay he can he can be defeated is it, is it going to be a and I think I mean it might they might do a point where he gets a title match he wins and then his his defeat will be the following thing from that but I don't know um, I I thought just from the way that they're doing it it'll, they'll have it as Alice um, can... like winning kind of Callan, who did you think was um, going to win? I've, yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've, I actually didn't even realise that Alistair Black is streak going on. Um, I'm not sure how much they're playing up on that on TV anyway. Um, are they playing up it a lot, or is it just uh, like... Kind of. They they were going yeah. into the, the Fatal 4-Way, but then obviously he, got, he was the one that took the pin, and then they mentioned in this match that he was still undefeated in singles, but it wasn't massively played on. 
No, I, well, this is it. I, I think you're probably. I was expecting Adam Cole to win this, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, that's me not knowing anything about this, like, undefeated win, well, winning streak so far. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'll play up on that streak for that long, surely. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to. I think they can make him look good and not win all the time. You know, yeah. I think he's, he's got the potential there. And I think, I think, like, NXT, like, with how things tend to go is everything does kind of end cleanly. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, there's never like any, well, too many shenanigans. Like there's no, no like DQs or thrown out matches and stuff. Is there? So like, um, with, uh, with like, I feel like it's like almost a very kind of, not very, but like kind of somewhat new Japan kind of mentality where, you take your wins and you take your losses and people will just come out on top sometimes and but people relatively still look good if that makes sense yeah but, i get um, that so i think i think alistair will lose at some point soon i don't think they're gonna continue this streak idea or anything like that no nothing that dramatic no well because i was in the same boat boat as you Callan. i i thought adam cole was gonna win this because black had already got the win over him in sort of the qualifying for the fatal four-way number one contenders um, and just for the fact that they've now obviously put the tag belts on uh, Fish and O'Reilly, that I thought they'd give Cole the the rub because obviously he'd already taken a loss to Black. So I was quite interested, like I was quite intrigued that they kind of put put Black over because now, like I get that Cole's meant to be kind of like the weasel heel of of NXT at the moment, but it it now kind of Think, makes you think like well he's lost twice to to this guy who's sort of undefeatable so where, where does that leave Adam Cole who's meant to be the leader of the Undisputed Era a guy who's been beaten twice so it's, I mm. think in that aspect it was a bit of a, a strange booking so I don't I don't know I, I I'm intrigued to see where where Adam Cole stands in in the big picture of NXT right now yeah yeah I don't know um, I think Adam Cole eventually I think he'll be surely not shortly but I reckon by maybe Brooklyn um, he might be in that title picture I, I expect yeah um, I think he's exactly what they want in terms of a champion um, so yeah maybe come some Adam Cole's up there uh, I don't know where Alistair Black can go from here and I'm sure a lot more will probably be a, a lot more clear on Wednesday with, with NXT or the following week whenever they start taping back at full sale. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, um, I, yeah. Come, that's my prediction anyway. Come summer, you probably see Adam Cole in that title picture. Ben, what what do you think? I think that from the minute he came into NXT, he was destined to be like put on, put on the top because he was so over. It's it, you know that it's that Triple H gotta catch them all kind of thing that, <laughs> yeah. you know anyone that's that's over in the indies or whatever or it's like when you've got a, a room full of people just saying someone's name like and just loving him because they can say his name it's like oh this is an easy sell yeah. he just happens to be like an amazing like you know a really good wrestler as well but um, yeah no I, I, I don't I don't think it'll be that long I think you've got um, you've got a good sort of like crowd of people in the in the title 
sort of picture at the minute, and I don't think any of them. It wouldn't be a shock to see the title on any of them, you know. Yeah. Whether, whether you know, obviously with with Champ, uh, not Champa, um, Gargano, um, you've got um, you could put you could arguably put it on Black. You put it on um, Adam Cole. So I, th- I, th- I think it's funny with NXT. There's there's no Super Cena type character. Yeah. There's no line. Uh, who, you know, which is which I think is a good thing to have that sort of like it, it could literally be any of these guys, which is not a, a bad situation to be in. Um, how old is Adam Cole? That, that was oh, one of, uh, one of the sort of things because he's not a he's, he's in his 30s, is he? Yeah, I think so. Things might like maybe like 34, maybe. And I know you know it's doesn't matter that much, but. It, it's one of those things that I think about. We sort of like you, you're getting these guys that have been on the. Oh no, he's only 28. So oh, is he? Fuck yeah. off, is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Every time I hear like a younger wrestler, it's like, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, sorry. On a complete different tangent, have either of you guys watched um, the Progress Live at the Dome? No, 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 no. Which right. one? The latest one. Right, so Connor Mills, Maverick Mayhew, seventeen and nineteen. One yeah, of they've the, got these children. One of the <laughs> best matches I have seen. It was fucking ridiculous. Oh dear. But yeah, sorry, complete tangent. <laughs> but, oh, he's still got some run in him then, I think, Adam Cole. Yeah. 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 Uh... Unless he he keeps doing like fucking AAs on the back. <laughs> yeah, wanting to break his back. <laughs> Well, as we're talking about the NXT title picture, we'll swiftly move on to what many people are already calling match of the year. Um, Johnny Gargano going against Andrade Cien Elmas for the NXT Championship. Oh my God, this was fucking amazing. Like, just spot after spot after near fall after near fall. Um... Almas coming up out as La Sombra was just beautiful. Um, I think it was obvious that Candice LeRae was going to get involved, having her at ringside, but I was totally fine with that. Uh, The basement run or whatever you want to call it from Zelina, glad that was chucked in there again. Just everything about this worked to perfection, in my opinion. Like, just the storytelling from from beginning to end was really good um, I'm surprised the one thing I was quite surprised at is how long that these guys were given because I think it was nearly a 45 minute match if I'm correct I could be wrong but it was it was really long but like it didn't feel long if that makes sense but yeah I I absolutely adored this match like I've been a Armas fan since he turned up on NXT and I'm so glad that they're kind of finally pulling the trigger with him and allowing him to be the the character he was in Mexico, the cocky luchador that can kind of almost do anything sort of thing. Um, and Johnny Gargano is the ultimate babyface right now. So this... And I just think the chemistry between these two guys was insane. Because I think... This is obviously the third match they've had. Armas has won all th- three, I think, if, if memory serves me well. But it just shows that, like, 
even though they're kind of a, a clash of styles, it, it worked insanely well. So yeah, I'm, I could babble on about this match for hours. So I'll let you guys have a have a have a view on it. So Callan, what I th- I think we all were all in agreement. This was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, like flawless. Um, honestly, like uh, front. Yeah, it was fucking great. Like, um, you know, they've obviously built this amazing story with Gargano. Um, and I loved like the, the, the kind of tip of the hat to the sympathy factor with having his family backstage yeah. earlier on in the night. Um, it's little things like obviously it's just going to help his fucking character, you know, so you, you're invested in it. But um, um, in terms of like the technicality of the wrestling being achieved throughout this match, it's fucking like it's buttery smooth, like yeah. between the both of them, like just watching them like. It, it was like what putting this match back to back with that Cassius Ono match where they weren't like the chemistry wasn't there that as much. This just was so flawless. It was like it was like a clinic of like technical wrestling, um, and it was so good. I'm I'm very glad that um, uh, CNL Mass is getting this push. I think if we go back like a year to our first round table, we were saying what's next for him and yeah, like, yeah. where can he go? Because at that point he was a bit stale. He was the guy who had put over. The like, I guess the Triple H top trumps of wrestlers he was signing. And yeah, stuff. well, because I um, think he obviously Alistair Black got his first match against him. Gargano's first singles match was against him, but I, th- I think Almas did win that one. So because that was yeah. kind of like the start of the rise of him. But yeah, you, you're right. He was kind of in almost the Cassiusono position now. Like that's where Almas was a year ago. Exactly, and it's like with um. With, uh, it's almost like he's had to pay. His, I guess he's paid his dues to some yeah. extent, putting over all these top guys, and he's always been the guy who's like, okay, here's our newest signing. The opening match takeover is Cienar Mas, insert, <laughs> yeah. and he was always losing. Obviously, with um, with kind of the way his character in, in the past few months has just exploded. I mean, since they've strapped the title to him, it's really great to see they're fully invested in him, and obviously. Um, going into like oh spoiler the rumble like it's good to see he's almost represented already yeah as as this like they're fully invested in him now and fuck me what a match this was like so 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 good like it didn't feel 40 minutes it, it felt just you just wanted to watch this I could watch this for an hour and a half yeah you know I mean it was just so good um they yeah fucking perfect booking as well like in terms of you know, for, you know, having that baby face, sympathetic underdog story with, with Gargano, they've killed that as well. But yeah, like, yeah. I, I literally an easy, easy contender already for match the year. Yeah, so so good. And I think that the end spot with with the double knees against the the ring post was just beautiful. Like the the selling of it. Like I think Gargano just kind of almost having like drool coming out of his mouth because. Of to be sort of knocked out was and like I almost fully went for that so I must have killed his knees to hit that that ring post sort of thing but it was just yeah front to back this was was brilliant Ben what what were your views on it? it yeah it was obviously it was <clears throat> absolutely phenomenal in terms of wrestling I think storyline story wise it was it was the one I, I think it was on the edge of my seat and it, like I know that's ridiculous but I was just like oh my god and I think. <laughs> Even like, didn't expect to be so invested in it. Yeah. Like, like Johnny Gargano, don't, don't like. I'm not like, oh my god, but like the whole like Candice like um, angle as well 
Berg getting involved, I was just like, I was just like jumping in the air, going, ah! <laughs> yeah. like felt felt fully ridiculous, um, but also just don't care. Was to- totally, totally bought into the whole thing. Um, it was the match that Almas needed um, massively for me. Um, although I do like his character, and I think that he, you know he works really well. He's not. I, I couldn't tell you anything. Like if you said, oh, what, what, what's a match that he's had that's been, been incredible? It's like, Meh. I just get hung up on the fact that he does that stupid TJ Perkins <laughs> hiding the ropes sort of like, oh, you didn't see that one coming. It's like, no, you do it every fucking yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is one of the things that really bugs me. But I've kind of just sort of like gone, no, that, like, no I know he can work, but I just didn't think he'd had a, like a match that was incredible like that and I think it, it, it's really cemented him as a yeah this is why he's the champ Yeah, I think you know as I said before Zelina's absolutely kick started him you know he was he was just a I don't know he wasn't a character before and now he's got like a full sort of heel bad, bad guy sort of badass character with, with the valet who does all the talking for him he doesn't you know he doesn't need that so it's it's a very sort of like eight, late 80s WWE bad guy character. Yeah. I dig, dig it a lot. Um, so, yeah, generally top match and totally, totally did what it needed to do. Completely didn't expect him to win it and to retain. Like, it was, was legitimately like, oh, my God, um, thought, thought Gargana had it. And I know, you know, that kind of the point and... Was was very much like I don't know the the crowd were totally the same as well. I think I don't think anyone actually expected um, Almas to retain yeah. at that point. But it was yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And I I think you because I think we spoke about this before Ben. Obviously, I think you mentioned that afterwards the the crowd kind of went dead, and I think it was it was just kind of that that sort of shock factor that Johnny didn't sort of come away with the belt because obviously. There were so many, as, as I mentioned before, there were so many near falls. There were so yeah. many kind of scouting of each other's moves. Like, there was a point, obviously, where he had the Gargano escape sort of locked in really well. And and I think it was just a case of Armas literally just sort of scooted back a little bit and got his toe to the rope, which I thought was a really sort of nice little detail to it. Um, but, Callan, did you think that Armas was going to come out on top on this? No, I, I, I did think um, it was Gargano's time. I thought they built this amazing, you know, underdog story. Um, I guess long term, you know, it, it's probably if not building to it more on top of that now, you know. Um, but yeah, my first impression of when Almas won the title, I thought he might be one of the few, if not like, you know, anyone. But like. Um, short-term NXT title holders, yeah. so like almost almost transitional, but um, no, like I'm very wrong with that. Um, and yeah, I thought Gargano, it might have been his time, um, but like I I think this was the right thing to do. Um, I think in this day and age, it's hard to get people like like truly like ups. Well, it's well that's not true. Ignore that. But, like, <laughs> uh, get people upset. I, get what I was trying to say, but like it, like get worked. I guess. That's yeah. The word I'm looking for. So like for when Almas won that, and you, you hear the whole re- the arena just deflate. Um, that's kind of the point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Him losing. So no, I, I thought it was going to be Gargano's time, but I think 
this obviously makes sense in terms of what we're about to talk about, obviously, post-match. Um, but, like, yeah, yeah, no, I expected Gargano to win this one. Well, I'm, I'm going to let Ben take the lead on this. Ben, what, what happens? Uh, the, the greatest man in the world comes back and uh, does his job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, well, in, in all seriousness, I didn't like the post-match spot not for the reasons that everyone else does. You know, the the bearded bastard, I think, <laughs> the, the names has been called, comes back and, and hits him with his, his uh, crutch. Just because he was cl- it's clearly not the time, you know, and I don't know whether, again, that's just to work. Like, oh, he's got a knee brace on. Sorry, Champa coming back and doing that. I just, it, it, it worked because it was adding insult to injury. I guess, or yeah. injury to, to injury. Um, but I, I don't know. It was kind of underwhelming following what had, what had happened. You know, the, the, I think the loss was more of a, a shock think, moment. Do you think Champa would have gained more heat here if he literally cost Gargano the match rather than do this post-match segment? Would that be the right thing to do as well? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was the time for it I don't know or if he was going to do it like just done a like a full on beat down because it was just really underwhelming as a spot it was a walk on hit him in the back stare and walk off and I know you know NXT absolutely loves doing that spot you know if you think about Owens uh, and and Sami Zayn coming in and and it it sort of do something brutal it I, I just I it didn't. It didn't work for me, and I absolutely loved Matho Champa. So it's it was disappointing. I was just like, I wanted him to be more of a bastard. Um, I don't know. It was it was just one hit, and the way obviously Gargano sold that after having a forty minute match, it could have been more. It felt like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know. Even like it, you know, if it come off the back of a win or something, or even if, as you say, I I don't think he needed he needed that. Him costed him. It made the, it costing him the match because I think that again, then you with those kind of things, it's at the detriment of of the winner. You know, I think I think it wouldn't. It, it was right for Almas to win in the way that he did, and uh, you know, yeah, of course he had a, that that little bit of help from Selena, but that's part of the character and part of the story. I think mixing t- Champer into that would have been a bit would have been a mistake. So it just it just fell a bit fl- fell a bit flat on what was already sort of a bit of a flat moment not flat moment but like a deflated moment and maybe it was that maybe like I was just a bit like oh god I can't believe he lost and then that happens it just didn't have any impact for me it was a bit of a bit of a disappointment and I'm really really excited for Tommaso Ciampa to come back because he is absolutely great at being a, a, a heel <laughs> I so. I agree to to an extent like I I kind of felt the same in the, in the fact that You'd kind of had this incredible match, and then all of a sudden, like Champa appears, as, as as you mentioned, Callan. It was literally one hit, and that was kind of it. And even like the the camera didn't fully catch the the full hit because obviously the reveal of Champa being there was kind of the the point sort of thing. But I agree that I don't know. I think the reason they did it now was just to kind of almost sort of as a reminder that that Champa's 
still there in the background and still on Gargano's mind. Like, I don't know whether he is fully fully cleared yet, as and as we saw as he came out with the knee brace. So, I think it it worked in in the sense that it was just a reminder that he was there, and I think it was all, all almost kind of a a crowd pleasing moment because. I think everyone expected it to to an extent, so they kind of gave the crowd what they wanted, and I think so. I think in that aspect it did work, but I I agree it did, it was. I don't think the timing was perfect. I think if they maybe held it out till I, I don't know if Gargano is going to go on another title chase or or what but I think they they needed to maybe do it a, a little bit differently as I say I, I agree that they shouldn't have done it in a sort of him costing costing the match sort of situation but even if it was kind of maybe like, even like an in-ring beatdown after the match kind of thing then that I think that might have worked a bit better rather than because it was almost obviously like a repeat of the initial sort of betrayal because obviously we got the the credit in the corner and then there, there he was sort of thing so in that aspect I, I felt it was a little bit cheap but I don't know Callum what did you think of the whole situation um, I thought it was alright it probably could have been done better in retrospect I think yeah um, yeah probably with Ben on this one maybe a bit more beatdown a bit more beatdown <laughs> well you are the mosh master I, I, like, like I said at the, the, the beginning like the whole pay-per-view was a bit of a fumbled ending uh like all of the matches had had that sort of could like the storyline or the, you know the, sto- the storytelling of the whole situation sort of petered out at the end of, of everything and you know obviously i think the match the, the you know the title match was fantastic all the way through so not taken away from that but you know as a story, you know, obviously you're having that included on it and it kind of just fell a bit flat like most of the other matches, I guess. Yeah. And even like, I didn't, I didn't mention it before, even like the sort of like everyone getting involved at the end of the uh, the Extreme Rules match, it was kind of a bit like, oh, and here's Sanity because they need a run out. Yeah. Like, just, just like everything was a bit, I don't know, just badly, badly, uh, carried out i think sorry <laughs> that's cool well but it's but it's developmental so it's okay we they're allowed to be a little bit shit <laughs> <laughs> well we'll go for from a little bit shit to the main roster uh obviously royal <laughs> royal rumble to Bury, that. burying nxt like fuck it yeah no i love i love nxt is uh, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to give a bit of a caveat. Like, in, in terms of sort of watching re- regular TV wrestling, NXT is my staple. I watch that every week. Uh, Raw and SmackDown, I do dip in and out of. So, when we go to, we're going into the main roster now. So, some of the sort of storytelling and, and things I was a little bit behind with. Um, I, one in particular I'm going to touch on briefly was in the pre show didn't realize Bobby Roode was now the US champion but there you go um but we'll we'll go into into the main main event itself so opening the the show was uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh against AJ Styles 
going to be the first ever co uh, world champions. Um, I think this it was a, again like NXT, very solid opener. It was quite a, a slow start. I liked how they kind of did it with the with the quick tags with uh, Sammy and Owens, obviously kind of uh, showing their their dominance that they were kind of had the advantage um and obviously as as the match got got further on obviously we saw how phenomenal AJ Styles is like he he's like what 40 now and he's still at the peak of his his career which is just insane like kind of going back to Carl O'Reilly like everything that AJ does is just so slick and so smooth um but then going back to NXT I think the the ending of this match was a bit sort of cheap in in my opinion so which I think kind of again was a bit of a, a running theme throughout this apart from the two, the two rumble matches themselves um yeah. there was one cool nice cool little spot that um I have noted down where uh I think it was Owens monkey flipped AJ and then he did a, a Rana to Sammy or it was the other way around. I can't remember, but that was a pretty cool little spot. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an okay opener in, in my opinion. So um, what, what did you guys think? If we go with Ben first. So I'm going to put it out there straight away. Everything apart from the two rumble matches on this pay for you were a waste of time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like it was just, they were just like uh, raw matches. They were. It was just raw or SmackDown yeah. sort of weekly matches. Um, you know, I do follow. I I do follow the, the weekly shows for my sins. Um, I don't stay up and watch it live because I'm not a sadist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like the those guys have been having matches on SmackDown. This could have just been another SmackDown match. There was, you know. I think that it would have been really good if they'd have they'd have won, and it would have made it quite entertaining for I guess a little bit for them two to be co-champions and sort of walking around with that. But it's that whole between the Rumble and, and Mania, you know, at, at the end of the Rumble they go, "Who do you want to face?" And it's sort of like, "Well, how do you know they're still going to be champion?" Come, yeah, come yeah. Mania, which kind of negates the next couple of months of of any title 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 uh, matches or anything like that uh, but yeah it was I, I absolutely love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the minute I think that Zayn is like abs- at the top of his game in terms of character he's just like he's, he's that absolute sort of like cheeky ridiculous character but also you know full heel at the, yeah. at the same time it just is kind of counter to everything that you'd expect and it uh, but even he's it, like Owens has even toned that down and Owens is great at that like think about the whole the whole time he was with Jericho it was just he he, he was the the Sami Zayn character he was yeah. just sort of like cracking wise and and just you know bigging up the other guy um, but it's it sort of switched over so love it loving all of it would have would have liked to have seen sort of them take the title off AJ but you know as I said kind of a throwaway match yeah just just giving the guys a run out so they don't have to go into the rumble I guess 
Callan, what, what were your views? Yeah, pretty much mirroring what Ben has just said there, really. Uh, there's not really much I can say that was kind of blew my mind in this. It was okay. Um, yeah, again, like with, you know, it just, uh, it just felt like all the matches that weren't um, the Rumbles, essentially, were just kind of then the water the matches are over with pretty swiftly you know yeah so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah like it's fucking yeah I mean I think my only notes that I've got here was Sammy did one of the best blue thunder bombs I ever saw <laughs> yeah um, it looked great um, and you know the, the match just ended there you know with that nonsense like kind of false tag kind of pinned the wrong man who was legal who wasn't and just followed up with that segment. So obviously they got plans beyond this, but yeah, apart from that, it's not really much I can say really. It was yeah. just a bit um, done, and it was weird to see like this is the uh, was it second match in two years where they've had the WWE Championship open the show, which has like never happened before. So yeah. Now we've got no one. Now we've had two of them in a year. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's hard to kind of. I think I think it's makes sense in terms of having a big opener like this but yeah uh, I don't know it was it was just you know, lackluster you know nothing really exciting no I think the one kind of big takeaway I kind of had from it was I I now want to kind of see uh, Sami Zayn and AJ Styles go one on one because I think that would be quite a, an interesting match up but over, I'm overall, vibing that yep yeah. get, get watch your last week Smackdown Oh, was, oh, of course. <laughs> See, I, I told you, I'm, it's not, nothing I've kind of been keeping up with. But Well, this this is what, and again, this is one of my major complaints about, I guess, a lot of the pay-per-views and, and the way that sort of the, the main roster is booked is that they, they go, oh, this, this match is coming up in the next pay-per-view. It's like, so let's have them fight every fucking week. Yeah. For the, for the, for the three or four weeks building up to a pay-per-view. Let's just have that match, and it's like, oh, but they're going to meet at the, and it's like, well, why? What's the point? Like, I think the tag matches, both of the tag matches, are matches that have happened a few times, not for the titles though. It's sort of like, oh, cool, but it's still that. It's, it's, it's hard for the wrestlers to come up with new stuff every time, you know, like and make make it good if that makes sense. So like, yeah, you've seen you've seen pretty much in some way or shape or form like those tag matches in this one um, you've seen it already on telly like what more can they do that you didn't see last week on Smackdown you know? yeah well so, if, yeah. if we go into the tag matches as, as we're talking about it obviously after this we had the um, the Smackdown tag team champions uh, the Usos against um, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin now this it was meant to be two well it was two out of three falls but this had the potential to be a really good match, and as as you guys have mentioned, obviously is that kind of danger that they've kind of done these matches already on SmackDown, and I know that obviously the whole kind of build up to this was that Gable and Benjamin sort of thought they'd won the titles, but then they, it was overturned by a ref decision, so that's why it was two out of three falls. And the leading up to the first fall, this was an incredible match, and I think. I think it's safe to say that everyone kind of is on board with the Usos now. Like when they were doing their sort of oh, kind of what was it, play in the paint or whatever it was called gimmick. Like it just fell flat. But now they're kind of in that sort of gangster, cool, hipster sort of vibe, whatever they're going for. They they're just absolutely smashing it. 
and their wrestling has improved as well. I don't know whether that's because people are paying more attention to them now. I don't know, but there was some really cool sort of uh, chemistry between the Usos and Gable and Benjamin, like especially in the opening sort of fifteen minutes. But then we had the first fall, and then again, all of a sudden, the match is over, and it's sort of like, well, I just kind of got invested in this, and you've taken it away from me, so. Is it uh, is WWE kind of a detriment to itself that with especially with the brand split that they've kind of only got a limited sort of matches that they can do on TV and because they've got so much time to fit like obviously three hours of Raw two hours of SmackDown that when we get to these pay per views which are coming thick and fast again that we as fans are getting burnt out like I don't know Callum what do you think? Um yeah I think that's partly true like um it's you know i I think this is you know a common complaint with just wrestling as it is now um with what we you know i think it's going back to what we just said with um kind of um you know going back to what we just said about having like these matches consistently on raw and smackdown for free you know like it's just it's always going to be there and if it kind of spoils kind of um you know what what is kind of coming up for the pay-per-views because we've seen it but yeah. like yeah i know what you mean like it's a bit strange in some sense it almost feels like it, it feels like it it's, it's not true it's probably not true at all but the way that it's almost like they spoil um fucking pay-per-view matches knowing that there's going to be bigger moments on the card if that makes sense like this is obviously given a certain amount of time and and they've only got a shoehorn everything they can in yeah um but still, with a 15-minute match like this one, I do feel like they could have done the full, you know... I, I give credit to them where they're going to try... They've been trying to do something different with the Uso match here, where they've gone, oh, we can have, um, you know... Um, we can just end it after two falls rather than doing the teasing, the, yeah. the thirds, you know? And that is different. You can give them credit for that. But, like, yeah, it's, it's just not necessarily the most exciting thing to happen. It, I think that could be done well... Yeah. Given the time, but this is just—it was literally the first pin was 15 minutes into the match. It was quite a long while before the first pin, and then t- literally under two minutes later, it's over. Yeah. I mean? So um, it, it's just a bit it's boring, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's. I, I mean, I know, I've, said, I've said that because um, the Usos have been such on a—they've been on a fucking fantastic streak of amazing matches on SmackDown. Um, especially the pay-per-views they've been really excelling I think um, like last year we had uh, the you know the Hell in a Cell with the New Day which was fucking fantastic and then like uh, I can't remember the last pay-per-view what they did but um, uh, yeah it's just like at least the Uso Splash felt like a finisher Yeah. and in this match it like Gable did kick out of it a couple of times I think and it's just like I don't know it just feels and especially with the way the match ended it was almost like pushing the Uso's back fucking two years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was the issue. Like, I would have been happy if the Usos took... Well, I know they did take just the two falls, but if there was a, just that maybe five minutes extra that that Gable and, and Benjamin were kind of beating down the Usos and then they kind of clawed back and got the 2-0 win sort of thing. But it was just the fact that it was so quick after the first fall that it kind of left a bit of a... A bit of taste in in my mouth, but Ben, what 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 did you think of it? It it was okay. It was as I said, like you know, 
I wasn't invested because I've seen them fired on SmackDown. Um, go back to the point about you know you're having those these matches every week anyway. Um, I think one of my mates pointed out, why don't you go back to the old format of like getting some local jobbers in and just saying, look, look how you know it doesn't have to be a squash squash match, but you, you're not putting the uh, your superstars against each other yeah. every time, and you're actually making them the stars. They're like, you know, you've you come in to see this, but I guess with a, a, a only a certain amount of airtime and you know X amount of people to get through with with you know even even with like the brand split, you've still got a massive roster to get through, so probably doesn't work the same. Um, but yeah, you know, as a match, it, it was fine. It was you know, I just. I don't, th- as, a, as a sort of sat, sat out from the start, I've not got much good to say about um, <laughs> any, any of these things, so you know, you might want to move on. <laughs> no, well, if we do move on nicely, then I think a bit of a surprise for most people, but the next match was the the men's 30 man Royal Rumble. Um, I, I, th- I think it's hard for, to kind of pinpoint sort of specifics on this, but there's. there's Sort of elements that I do want to touch upon. Obviously, some of the returns were were really good. Um, I think the right people were kind of put over in certain certain spots. Obviously, big match John unfortunately ruined some of that for us. But um, like many people in in our little wrestling group were saying, this is one of the the better rumbles for for recent times, and I, I'm I'm very much inclined to agree. Um, Marked out for Hurricane, marked out even more for Rey Mysterio, which was a complete swerve for me. Um, the pancake spot was genius, um, and the fact that they even threw pancakes at Jinder as well when when they, because obviously nowadays everyone sort of it, it's common ground that like what's the Kofi spot going to be, and I think that. The fact that they went with something really subtle this year was was clever because it wasn't too sort of overly athletic for him. It was, was Woods kind of catching his foot and then placing it on the pancakes, and it was it was kind of on brand for for the new day, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, just even from the start, obviously, like the first person out was Rusev, and that pop was he's like I can't remember who I saw say it, but somebody said that he's like. The modern day Daniel Bryan in the fact that the crowd is so behind him that he's got he's got to be shot to the moon. Like obviously when he got eliminated, the okay it wasn't the the extent of booze that we've heard at, at Rumbles in previous years, but it was still audible that the crowd was not happy that he'd been eliminated. Um, but yeah, I just think I really enjoyed this. It was loads of fun. Like the towards the end, it did waver a little bit, but I think. You're always going to get that with rumbles when you've kind of got to get rid of the chaff and get to the the big four final sort of push kind of thing. But um, yeah, what well, what well, Ben as you said, like apart from the rumbles, like this wasn't your kind of pay per view. So we'll we'll go with you on on the first rumble. How did you perceive it? What did you enjoy? Um, it was like you know, as you said, it was one of the, the better better rumbles uh, over the last however many years. Uh, lots of lots of bits to enjoy. Really enjoyed uh, Bala just being like the, the marathon man. Um, thought that he had a really good outing in that. Um, 
nice to see, as you said, Rusev getting that massive pop. I mean, he is week in, week out. Like people, he's not. He doesn't need to do very much now. People are just going a bit, a bit mad for him. Um, really enjoyed seeing Andrade uh, Almas coming out. Thought that that was a really, really good show and a really good way of putting putting over your NXT champion, you know, yeah. and, and it, again, following, coming off the back of the previous night and having probably the match of his NXT career coming out to the, like, into the Rumble, and he lasted, he lasted a good half hour. Yeah. You know, um, really, really dug that. I think the, uh, uh, Elias, as always, um, a lot of fun. Um, there was a lot of people that kind of, you know, a lot of the regular names were just a bit, they were quite filler, you know. Um, obviously, Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy, your New Day guys, apart from apart from Kofi's spot, it was, they would, you know, all of these lot were just kind of just there to, to have have them involved and, yeah. you know, be part of the Rumble. Um, but not in a bad way, and I think that was quite good that it wasn't, wasn't really detrimental to it um thought it was a bit surprising because i think it was only uh rollins cesaro and sheamus who were in other matches is that right like who uh, came out who, who'd been in other matches and sammy as well oh and sammy yeah but he wasn't like you know that was obviously he wasn't supposed to be yeah to be in, and again but like it seemed it seemed like a bit of a waste of spots because it wasn't like they told a story with that. It wasn't like, oh my god, Seth Rollins has put on this. You know, he's 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 done forty five minutes in the Rumble, and now he's going to have a match. You know, it yeah. wasn't anything like that. I mean, I mean, he did he did last a bit, but it was it he didn't really have that much impact in the whole thing. Um, it wasn't. I don't feel like they've they've suddenly got any stories to tell from it. Um, so it seemed, seemed like a bit of a, a waste, but you know. Uh, generally, generally very good. Obviously, lost my mind a little bit at the end. Um, saw a, an a, a amazing gif before of somebody somebody captured the fact that they thought that John was when like uh, uh, Cena and Reigns were just sort of stood face to face in the crowd and everyone was booing. It looked like he was sh- shouting no, but apparently he was calling the spot, going now Shinsuke now. <laughs> I, I share that gift with you after it's absolutely ridiculous. Brilliant. <laughs> the guy from Botchamania shared it. If you look on his Twitter feed, but it was just like, oh John. <laughs> thought I was thought I was going to win the uh, the pool, uh, the pool, the uh, the sweepstakes yeah. with uh, with my, my John Cena pick. Well, not pick, but num- number twenty. Honestly, I th- I, I did. <laughs> Did not see Nakamura winning it. Um, didn't think that. Honestly, couldn't believe that WWE would would do that. And yeah, lost my mind a little bit when when they did it. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, Callum, before I'm, I move on to you, firstly, I want to quickly mention Seth Rollins' atrocious ring gear. It was just awful. No, it was guy great. Fieri pants. <laughs> that was great. That was <laughs> I literally loved it. Like Harry, Harry, I was watching it. Harry and Harry was like, "Oh, that's fucking dreadful." And I was like, "That is amazing." <laughs> Harry was in the room and he goes, "Seth Rollins' flame garms is better than Kane's flame garms." And I was like, "That's very true." <coughs> Sorry, but um, but yeah, before I get your opinion on the match, Callan, what who was your guys' picks in in general? Because I. 
I thought Finn was going to win. So, Cullen, who did you think was going to win? So, so my kind of top three to win, I think, was either going to be Finn. Um, and Nakamura was obviously a fan favourite going in. Um, and Roman Reigns, obviously, going by what happened last week on Raw, drops the Intercontinental title, which everyone's assuming, oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to get a, him winning the Rumble, aren't yeah. we? So, um, uh, that was very, very likely. And, um, yeah, you know, like, it's... Um, uh, you know, it's it's a bit it's a bit awkward. Like, in, in terms of like you know, going into this pay per view, I was I was prepared to be just like full on flat out disappointed. You know, going into this pretty much. But um, I, I I can safely say it's probably the best run I've seen for like seven years or so, eight years maybe. I don't know. Um, what was the last great one? Like twenty ten or like? Um, <sighs> oh, that is a that is a killer question. I can't remember. Yeah, it, that's what I mean. Like twenty ten when fucking. Edge won it. I think that was the last great Rumble I remember. Anyway, but like, yeah. um, uh, so they've had a fucking stinker of a streak. Like the Rumble format is my favourite match. Yeah, I agree. Match every year. I get some one I get most excited with, but usually left feeling a bit flat about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like breaking down the match, like I thought, um, fucking, you know, it was great to see. Uh, early on, you saw Rhino, which is the kind of tip of the hat to um, EC Dub and stuff like that. Um, and then you see stuff like um, the kind of early on with Heath getting like punished on the face <laughs> yeah. of the ring multiple times, only to eliminate Sheamus in like one second. That was silly. brilliant. That, that, that spot was, was so good. Yeah. See, my only gripe was early on was um, you know you're when the you finally get the Raw match, you just want to see some fucking wrestling, and then you get stuff like Elias Rock concert early on. Yeah. Know, and it just kind of kills the momentum slightly. Um, that's my gripe. It was great to see, like, you know, CNN Moss in there, um, like, getting the rub. Like, you can, like I said earlier, he's clearly, like, you know, they're, they're investing in him now as a guy. Um, obviously, Kofi's spot with the New Day, that was great, you know. You know, they got to have that kind of thing in there. There wasn't that many big surprises, minus, like, Hurricane, you know. Um, I was really cool to see him in there. Like, out of anyone they could have booked, I was I marked over the fact Hurricane yeah. turned up, you know. I'll was, I was for that. Um, it genuinely, feels like genuinely didn't give a shit about Hurricane. Sorry, lads. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he got eliminated straight away, but like it was, you know, he did his. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was quite weird to see. Like, I don't think many people are talking about this, but Jinder um, obviously got eliminated in by was it Kofi? Yeah. Um, so that was quite surprising because he wasn't in too long. Um, and considering he's the last WWE champion, I think they try and keep him somewhat strong, you know. Yeah, um, I never thought of that, actually. So he was eliminated quite quickly by Kofi, but Kofi was then straight away eliminated by Sien uh, Almas, I think. So that's kind of their cheeky rub to say our champion's a bit better than the main roster, well, I don't know. But like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's probably their way, Vince's way around saying that, you know. But um, yeah, it was, it was good. Like... Um, uh, I think coming into the final six, it was really interesting to see like the kind of the old guard versus the new one. Yeah. You know, like so you had, you had was it Ray, Randy, John, fucking uh, then like Roman, Finn, and Shinsuke on the other side, and that was a cool little stare down. I was really into that. Um, Ray looked fucking fantastic. Oh like, yeah, in unreal. Terms of his shape. Last time on WWE, the last Rumble he had that shirt, didn't he? And uh, yeah cover up his dad bod at that time but um, yeah, he loves the juice didn't he yeah but um, 
he's looking great now. He's fucking he looks like fifteen years younger already. But um yeah. uh yeah, I mean I can say that going into this like um I was I think what they when they the way they booked Reigns into the last two with Shinsuke is completely deliberate. So I think uh, we you know Vince is essentially working everyone to to be um, fucking full on hyped by the time you know Shinsuke wins the match essentially. But um, yeah, so 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 good. I think I think it was booked pretty fucking perfectly from front to back. Really, I was really really chuffed for this. And I think it's the match I needed because towards the end of last year completely dropped off with wwe really yeah like I, just, I agree like I, was, I was just i was just really busy and i was just not that into the programs going on really um but i think it's a strong statement just to have shinsuke win this and it's they really need to like be putting over this new talent now and i think this is a great kind of statement of intent to the start of the year really so yeah yeah i, I agree like i was the same like towards the tail end of last year like i'd kind of dropped out off of, of not just wwe but the kind of wrestling in general just say like got really busy and just sort of kind of took took my finger off the pulse to to an extent but uh, this was yeah it's kind of brought me it's got me hyped for well obviously wrestle kingdom was a great start but obviously yeah, yeah, this cool. has kind of got me hyped for wwe in 2018 um quick before i, I go to you ben with, with who your pick was i just wanted to mention with the with the finish obviously that king jaza from from Nakamura was probably the best one he's hit the whole time he's been on the main roster. It was looked absolutely brutal. Um, so yeah, that was a nice little thing. Like, I can't remember again who said it, but I think since he, because in NXT he did pretty well, but since he's been on the main roster, he's kind of been lacking that sort of charisma that we know that he has. And I think this was him finally kind of being allowed to show that a bit more but um yeah so ben who did you kind of have winning this so rather cynically i had either reigns or cena <laughs> i thought i thought they, i thought that was the way they were going to go but um you know uh i'm very very happy to be proved wrong i think uh i, I kind of I, I think my comment was anyone but randy <laughs> just just genuinely didn't care who who won uh well didn't think i cared who won uh until that point uh apart from randy orton i just was not not wanted to see that yeah i i agree with that well after the phenomenon that was the the men's rumble we we came crashing back down to earth with oh god probably one of the worst tag matches i've ever seen i literally wrote zero notes on this um, I'm glad the bar are back as champions, but that is literally all I have to say on this. So I don't know if you guys want to say anything else. Um, is, oh god! I was gonna say it's just um, no. Go on, Ben. You crack on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say I hope this is the end of uh, the putting Seth Rollins with Jason Jordan as a tag team. Um, I think the fact that he, you know, oh, he, he got injured and Seth had to do all the work by himself, and that's why they lost. I think. I don't think who who wants to see that. Like, does anyone want to see that as a as a team? Um, no, I think is the answer. Yeah, think, you know, um, it's just it's just boring. And I know that like kind of the whole point of Jason Jordan is 
he's supposed to be a bit shit and you're not supposed to like him because you know he's getting preferential treatment from his dad but yeah the, the match was was terrible like it, it wasn't a good match <laughs> no. again again they've had they've had this match on on raw and it's kind of like oh, what's the point um all four of those guys are better than that um the only thing i've i've had it playing in the background while i've been talking um not just that match, just the rumble. Uh, but I was going to say that's that's some brutal punishment. <laughs> yeah, just on the repeat. Like, uh, no, like I, Cesaro is. I think he's lost that shine for me. He was like, a, and everyone was like all about Cesaro for a spot, and he still is like dead good. But I think he, I don't know, like he's lost something for me recently, and. I really like the bar. I really, I, I really like, I like both Sheamus and Cesaro, but I, I don't know. I, I find myself just not giving a shit about the tag division, uh, on Raw. Really, I mean, who, who have you got? Like, what, what other tag teams have you got? I've, I was on? thinking this the other day. So you've kind of got the club now turning face because they've been put with Finn, and then the revival, and that's kind of it. Can't. I can't. I can't think. Well, did, did they? This is kind of. Did they break up Heath Slater Slo- and Rhino in World Twenty Five? It was like the most unofficial breakup ever. But um, um, I don't know. Oh, you, I, I don't know if you saw it, um, Tim. Okay. It was, um, I don't know. It was a bit of a. Yeah. I, I don't know who's there now. Um, yeah. It's like it feels a bit shallow. Uh, um. I guess we're gonna get the revival up there soon, but like, yeah. Well, you've not. The thing is, you've not. You've not got any tag teams. You've got singles guys who they've put together. So you've got Titus Worldwide. So you've got Titus O'Neil and Apollo Cruz who are having matches. You've got. I don't know. Obviously, Seth Rollins and and uh, Jason Jordan. You've you've got the Bar, but again, they're they're both singles competitors. You've not got any proper tag teams you had the Hardys but obviously not um, you've got the Miztourage but again the, like the, the the only tag team on the whole Raw roster well the only two tag teams is the Revival and the club yeah well I think as well is it literally that like legit like legitimate tag teams obviously that that have come up as tag teams I think Ben means yeah sorry You've got obviously you've got your, your singles people like you've, you've as I just said, but it's it's such a shallow pool. I think it. I think that 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 will be the next thing is they'll bring a lot of people up. Um, I guess it'll be post Mania. They'll probably do a bit of a sweep of NXT or you know try and bring some some people in. Yeah. Well, Callum, before I come to you, I just wanted to bring up Ben's point about Cesaro like I I feel the kind of same like there was that period of time where he was like almost untouchable in sort of his ability but it's as bad as it sounds it's almost since like he had the the injury with the teeth he's just kind of almost slowed down the gear a little bit but I I don't know maybe he needs to go back as a singles competitor but obviously I know now he's he's winning championships in a tag team so it's it's kind of a a catch-22 but um, Callan, have you got anything else to add on this match? Well, yeah, 
yeah, the match, well, not the match, like more than Cesaro than anything, but like um, the match itself was, you know, it felt like I, it was weird that they, the fact they were playing like a concussion angle on Jason Jordan. Yeah. Like, that was just a bit odd um, in this day and age. Um, you know, it was basically just Seth working fucking hard. And I think the whole point of this match was, um, oh, we can get Seth over sympathy wise if he just gets beaten down because his tag team partner is like shit but, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, no nothing really exciting was really going on I, I think someone said in our group it was like this is the, this match is the sound of an arena full of people going for a piss at the same time yeah. after the rumble and it's very true like you can't, it's so hard to follow up something like that you know um, but like in terms of like you know Take the tag division as a whole. Yes, obviously, I think this is it for Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins. Um, I don't know if they're going to set up a program for Mania. I hope not. But um, Seth does deserve better than this at this point. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I think so. In regards to Cesaro, like and Sheamus, like I, there's rumours that well, Sheamus might be retiring by the end of the year. Oh, okay. Um, because of the injuries. So. Um, He's like apparently had long term problems. He's essentially working hurt and has been for a while. It's just like it depends how long he wants to go for. So yeah. he's openly said that he wants to retire at some point soon. So that I think that would open the window for Cesaro. But um uh it's a bit like I've I think I've talked about this before with Cesaro. My gripe with Cesaro is he's thinking he's adding all these layers to this, his character. Um, and I, I feel like he's almost stepping away from what he was where, you know, I think I've said it before, but like where, you know, it was Cesaro was like this awesome fucking simple technical wrestler, you know, and his gimmick was he's the, you know, it's a Swiss Superman. He's strong, you know, he's, yeah. he's fucking strong as fuck. And then, um, it got to him returning at mainly the other year after raw after mainly the other year. And he was like, okay, I'm a guy with fucking a suit and I rip it off and it's like James Bond and stuff and and it's like okay all right and then it got to the point where it's like oh but um uh i you know oh i hurt my shoulder so i got the tape on my arm now and then it was like okay i'm in this tag team with sheamus so i've got a jacket now and a kill <laughs> yeah. and oh do you know what we won't and the jackets look cool with the black back looks like black with like the simple badges and the flag on and they're like oh let's put loads of patches on them oh let's wear chains as well oh, let's make it camo now and then it's like um, oh, uh, you know, I've knocked my teeth out. Well, gum shield. Now I can't even talk on promos. And it's just like <laughs> these layers are like. I, I think he's trying to evolve his character with time, and it's kind of like I guess it's working, kind of, not really. But it's just like it's almost. He's almost like far removed from what he once was. Yeah. It's like, it's like Metallica getting their hair curls. Like, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It, it, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like if Cesaro was to be a singles competitor, he just needs to step back so yeah. much and just like break it down and just simplify, you know. But yeah, um, that's my gripe with you know Cesaro. But I think yeah, he could get back to it one day. He's just I feel like yeah, he needs to like chill out a bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if we then move on to the uh, triple threat for the Universal Title: uh, Beast versus Machine versus Monster. Um, so obviously triple threats are no disqualifications and we mentioned earlier uh, Extreme Rules match with Alistair Black and Adam Cole and I said that I thought the weapons would kind of be a detriment to that match but they actually enhanced it whereas in this match 
they were relied upon heavily to cover up uh, lack of ability I think in in my opinion obviously we all love Braun Strowman but he is still not the finished product I think like he's brilliant at what he does but he's still very limited Kane is I loved Kane when I was younger but he's he needs to give up now he's old as fuck um and Brock is Brock and obviously they needed the weapons to make this match any kind of form of fluidity in, in my opinion um obviously Kane was just purely there to take the pin as well which I thought was a bit stupid um and I think the the weird thing is that the main takeaway from from this match for a lot of people was the accidental knee from Braun and then the pure potato punch from Brock, which I don't... <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it was just a bit, bit of a, a weird match, I think. I think, obviously, the table spot we've seen before, just in reverse... Um, like I literally do not know why Kane was there. I can't remember anything of note that he really did. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think Kane's literally there because it's like it's, it's it's almost like okay, you're gonna go away soon. This is your last run. Essentially. Yeah, it's your last shot at the championship. So yeah, I I literally think it's that. I think that's the strictly the only reason he's here. Yeah, but I it was it was an okay match. Like it wasn't the best, but. It, it could have been worse, but yeah, I I don't know, Callan. What 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 were your views on it? Um, it was it was okay. Um, it was not, <laughs> well, that's that's me being generous, but um, it was uh, I feel like you know you could say like oh the, you know the weapons are there because they're hiding the inability of the wrestlers, but I think the only way Braun should almost wrestle to some extent is fucking causing chaos and, and destruction and ripping apart arenas. You yeah. Know? Um, so I think in that sense, it makes sense to have him doing this shit, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, my biggest problem with Lesnar in general is the fact he can't wrestle for more than 10 minutes these days. And I think the closest we got to that was with the AJ match last year, which, which was great uh, at SummerSlam. But um, uh, yeah, it's... I, I, Maybe they're saving themselves for like a like a big blow off at Mania or like a SummerSlam one day or something like that. But um, with Brock and Braun, I'm in, I'm referring to. Yeah. But like, uh, I just you know it's just what's the point booking it now if it if it's just not going to reach its full potential almost you know. Well, um, this is the second yeah. time we've well, obviously I know there was the element of Kane, but it's the second time we've seen these two go together. So I don't. It's it's almost. I don't know. It's kind of redundant. Like, I don't like. I don't think I want to see Braun beat Brock now. I think if if they were to do it, they've missed that that opportunity, in my opinion. Um, I hope not. Um, I feel like, you know, I think if they did this match and went maybe like ten minutes longer, and had some more cool spots and not like stupid shoves into the table or by Kane or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and things were executed well and went on longer. I think it would have been great. And if I think may I think the right thing to do would probably put the title on Braun at this point. You know, you know um, I think that would set up a good rematch idea for Mania, Brock and Braun, and yeah. maybe just let them do a, do something proper. But like, um, 
I don't know. I think maybe they, maybe they did just put Kane in this match to take the pin, right? So no one's like looking weak out of it, I guess you know. But um, uh, I don't know. It, it, I just I feel like Brock's just a bit lazy these days. That's all. Yeah, I agree. Um, ben, but anything to add? Actually playing uh, on Elliot's, <laughs> as we speak, as I said, just had it, having it running, and I've just rewound a couple of times. Uh, Braun accidentally clocking uh, Brock with the knee, and then it's like a it's a it actually punches him twice, like gets up and gives him a body shot, and then clocks him in the head, which they l- lovingly replayed yeah. many times. <laughs> it was I was just like, ah, we should just like other like i know it's completely unsafe but they should just have a match where they just absolutely destroy each other like yeah. that and i think i think it would i think that would make a more entertaining match not having kane come in and breaking breaking up the momentum every now and then so i think i think probably that's how they'll book it if they you know if they go down that road of having brawn and rock again um yeah not not a lot to to really talk about apart from the like the, having the rumble in the middle of it, and not—I don't think the—I uh, think it was just have. Well, no, it's not even having the rumble. It's having Nakamura win is going to like. It's going to be such a big moment. Yeah. Regardless, that following it with two lackluster matches that again could happen on Raw and. I think this is my sort of main sort of like comeback is it's just a bit like Meh, okay yeah so I don't know I would say that entertaining and you know you've got you've got your big guys having a run out I'm happy that none of these guys were in the rumble um, and you know I think that was one of the best things about this year's rumble you didn't have any monsters you didn't have any you didn't have the, the big show coming going like, how do you eliminate a giant? Yeah, and yeah. Any of that, you just had like sort of interesting spots, I guess, and gate, you know, you, you keep the big lads separate. But yeah, I don't know. Bit, <laughs> bit, of, bit of nothing. People like Brock Lesnar, he's looking a bit flabby. Wouldn't say that to his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. So. I can't remember when he did it. I, th- I think it might have been after Mania last year that Reigns obviously called out. Did he call out Lesnar? I can't remember now. But this this is the thing. Is Are we having Reigns-Lesnar again at WrestleMania or is it going to be Lesnar-Strowman or is it going to be a triple threat between them three? Like, And if that's the case, do, does anyone really want to see that? I don't... I don't know if if I, I get that Lesnar sells tickets and he's a big sort of box office kind of draw in terms of the the casual fans and so on and so forth, but like I don't he's they said I can't remember how many days they said it is but he's held that title for way too long like they need to get it off him and and give it to someone more deserving in my opinion so I don't know what do you see the the mania match being. Um, because obviously we know that Nakamura's going for for AJ, so where does that leave the Universal title? Ben, ben what do you think? Um, yeah, they might, I mean, they could do it like Fatal 4-Way, I reckon, you know, Chuck Reigns in there, Chuck Cena in there. 
and have Braun and, and Brock and have it as a bit of a bit of a free for all. You could, you could chuck. You, I can't see them doing another sort of like dead quick match. Yeah, and and without having other people in there, you know, that's what you're going to get. You know, if it's one on one, Brock can't go for that long. If he's got, I don't know, Reigns and Braun and someone else in, in the mix, they can they can fill while he has a little breather somewhere else. So. <laughs> Yeah. Up every now and then, but I don't know. Oh, there we go. Sorry, Kane just being thrown onto a table that collapses about ten seconds after. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, a, a, a lackluster slobber knocker. This one. Yeah. Was, oh, destruction everywhere, and it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, Callum, what 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 are your predictions for Brock in, in Mania? Um, so I think it could go a few ways. Um, I think most likely we'll see Roman Brock probably. Or something yeah. Like um, I would love. What I would like to see is, if done right, I would like to see Braun winning the title of Mania from Brock. I think they've, from like a casual's perspective, they built him perfectly from front to back. Um, and I, I think that might be the, the best way to go forward now because I don't know what else Braun could. Um, I think he's fucking he's over as fuck at the moment. Yeah. So I just feel like it might, might be the right thing to do and make it believable. Um, my other pick would be Finn because Finn dropped the title. Um, he's the first ever Universal Champion, had to vacate obviously due to injury the next night, and he's never had his rematch back for the title. So. Um, Finn versus Brock, you could do a David Goliath story mm. and maybe have Finn win that title back and continue that story, I guess. And I think that'll be I think that'll be the most refreshing mix up because we have seen these kind of matchups between these giants so much over the past year and a half or so, you know. Um I don't think they'll do that, but I would lo- I would like to see that, you know. I think that'll be the, the smart thing to do, but I don't think that would be the case at all, yeah. you know. I think it's likely we'll have Roman versus Brock, and it'll probably go on last anyway. <laughs> headlined the past fucking six years or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's probably going to be that. If you're looking at money matches, that'll probably happen. You know. But yeah. To to be fair, I never even kind of thought of the idea of of Finn and Brock, and I totally agree with you. That would be sort of a refreshing kind of approach to it. And but I just yeah, I agree. I just can't see Vince buying into into that at all but we'll wait and see we've got what nearly three months well just yeah so it's a we're on the road but it's, it's gonna be a long road to get there basically um but we ended the night with the first ever women's uh 30 women royal rumble um it was enjoyable like there was i, th- I don't think there was enough sort of "Quote unquote story" as as much as the the men's, apart from the fact it being the first ever women's one, um, the returns of of some of the the vets was really good. Uh, loved seeing Molly Holly. Always had a kind of soft spot for her. Um, 
I didn't like the fact that Tori Wilson was booked really strong. That was a bit weird, in my opinion. Strong? She looked fucking weak as shit. Yeah, but she eliminated, <laughs> like, three, four people, which... Did she? Yeah. It was just... just Jesus. It was just weird. Um, but, yeah, obviously, again, the... I think everyone kind of expected Asuka to win this. I don't... I don't... I couldn't really see anyone else sort of winning it. The The other kind of bit cool thing is that I think finally they are pulling the trigger on turning Sasha heel, which they've needed to do for months. So I'm hoping that finally comes about. Um, yeah, the introduction of Kairi Sane was pretty cool. Uh, Ember Moon doing the the eclipse on, on Asuka was a nice little sort of nod to their rivalry in NXT. Um I th- I think the I can't I'm trying to struggle to remember all of the the kind of quote unquote surprises. I think a lot of them were kind of predictable. Um Beth Phoenix was one that I was quite happy about as well actually thinking mm, thinking yeah. back on it. But yeah, ov- overall for considering it was the first one they've ever done with the women, it was it was pretty enjoyable. So, Callum, what 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 did you think of it? Um, I thought it was really fucking good. I thought um, I I was you know I was scared but very excited for this match because you you had such kind of you had like very few names announced before the Rumble who would be participating. So there was loads of room for surprises, and so yeah, I was really looking forward to this um, going in. And obviously, to see it headline, that was obviously um, a surprise from everyone. But I'm glad they kind of done that. And it did kind of almost like, well, you go, oh, well, if if it's going on last, there must be something massive happening, which we'll get to, obviously. But um, uh, with the match itself, like, yeah, it was cool to see, like, Sasha Becky style off. I think, um, you know, them two have been the workhorses behind this kind of um, revolution the past couple of years now or so. And um, I think Becky was... You know, she put in a proper shift this match. I think it's the best seen her in a long time, to be honest, because she she hasn't done much really on TV, has she? So um, it, it was refreshing to see that. Um, you know, we saw Lita in quite early at number five, which is like the first surprise. Um, it, it was good, and I mean, she did the fucking worst moonsault I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, she, it, I was really glad she was in that. I mean, I think she, you know. When was the last time she wrestled? Was it that like Heath Slater match, like on Raw for twenty or something like that? Yeah, that's the last time she was on TV anyway. But yeah, I mean, this is my only gripe is with with the, um, the the kind of windows for the surprises. It was kind of heavily booking a lot of legends um, into this match, and I think that's fair because if you think about what most of these legends had to go through in their era of women's wrestling that era it was um they didn't really wrestle did they they never yeah. really got a chance to so um it was cool to see people like you know tori wilson molly holly michelle mccall um and stuff turn up kelly kelly you know it's probably the most wrestling they've ever got to do ever you know um, <laughs> yeah. like it's without being a five minute match on the middle of raw and or whatever but um uh yeah it was quite cool to see i think michelle mccall's you know the ones that held up well I felt were like Michelle McCall she wrestled well um, uh, you know uh, yeah Beth Phoenix hasn't really skipped a beat she's still going strong um, Tori 
she didn't look that good. I think she was. You could tell she was a bit flaky. I, don't, I think even back in the day, she wasn't that great anyway. But yeah, I think I think before you say Tori was booked strong, I think it might be Michelle. You were thinking. Yeah, about. I've she, just realised that. <laughs> yeah, because I think Michelle McCall. She got. She had the four or five. She had the most eliminations with five. In the yeah. Bubble. I'm I'm convinced because she's married to Taker, isn't she? She is, yeah. I'm convinced that they've they've gone right. Well, you know, we'll book her dead strong, but please come back and do a match. Come on, lad. Like, <laughs> I, I like I hold my hands up. Michelle McCool is the one out of all of the people. Sorry to to jump in. Like the, out of all of them, who I just don't I don't remember. Like Erin Kelly Kelly, I think, but like. All the other names are no, and yeah, I'm fully behind. But I was just sort of like, why have they booked this this Michelle McCall like this strong? Like, I I just I it it didn't it didn't make sense to me. But then obviously you know like, yeah, I, I mean yeah, same for me really because it was an era where I, I wasn't watching wrestling at that point. I dropped off and then before coming back to it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her kind of accolades are in that division at that time. So it was a bit bit weird um i mean yeah i mean what who else like i guess um naomi she got the kofi spot in the room yeah. didn't she um which is kind of cool you saw vicky guerrero which i thought oh was yeah that, i forgot about that i marked for vicky because i think she's fucking probably she's probably the most believable heel the company have had in the past 10 years yeah like, people legit hate her but um <laughs> uh yeah uh i think you know, towards the end of the Rumble, we saw Trish turn up at number 30, and it, I really enjoyed the back and forth between Trish and Mickey because them two obviously had a good job yeah. back in the day. Both of them can still fucking go if they wanted. I think, like, I, I was marking when they were having a little back and forth. Um, Sasha got the heat out of that, obviously, for eliminating Trish, and I think that's now teasing that Sasha Hill run that a lot of people wanted. Yeah. Um, Sasha did have. Um, you know, a fantastic run in NXT as the heel, top top heel in NXT. And um, I think what a character needs at this point, you know, um, I think, I don't know who they'll partner with, probably Bailey straight off the bat. But um, I think that, I think that'll be quite exciting for both those characters at this point because it's a bit stale, you know. So I'll be interested to see that. But um, I was a bit bummed out, like, seeing, like, Dana Brooke eliminate uh, Kari Sane quite early. Yeah. Um, that was a weird pick to eliminate. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Considering um, she hasn't actually wrestled for ages. No, I think at this point Dana is probably better off sticking to this character of what she is doing in Titus Worldwide. I think that is slowly getting over. Yeah. But, you know, but I, she I, feels a bit of a backward step for her to kind of be her. It's almost like her old self. Yeah. I think I feel like she's got a new character now, but um, that was odd. But yeah, uh, Rumble as a whole, I thought this was fucking good I feel like they might have been able to shoehorn in some more new people like I feel like Peyton Royce Billy Kay yeah I thought they were going to come out yeah uh, it's quite weird to see so despite her, like the small push she's been getting as a character Alicia Fox wasn't in this rumble you know she's injured um, though yeah she got they announced oh, she, she got injured yeah oh that would explain a lot then so yeah um, never mind uh, <laughs> Well, Ben, before I quickly come to you, there's one person I did want to mention that's just refresh my memory. Um, my personal sort of MVP of, of this was Carmella, like just for her screaming every time that somebody attempted to to eliminate her. I thought, thought that like it's just a very nuanced little touch, but I thought 
it worked brilliantly but um yeah that's a that's a shtick though isn't it yeah but that's what i mean like it's it just it was every single time and it was just fantastic i think i can't remember who it was um somebody came in and they went to like super kicker and she literally like ran away screaming it was it was fantastic but but yeah what what did you think of the first ever women's royal rumble ben it was great it was it like it was booked like the the classic royal rumble it was it was a good mix of you know your your current stars your new star sort of stars and and these legends you know was it like four hall of famers were in it yeah something like that and then you know obviously you had quite a lot of your um the, the you know people coming back um yeah genuinely genuinely sort of like made up for it like not gonna lie was a bit sort of like apprehensive at first when yeah they, like you know not not that the like I was, I was like, this is great that they're doing, they're letting them headline, and I, th- I think it was right to do that. But I was just sort of like, I was worried that the crowd were going to be sort of like not into it, or it was, you know, I, I, I was, I didn't, I didn't trust WWE to to handle it well, given you know past sort of uh, you know first ever uh, Money in the Bank and stuff. James like Ellsworth. That. Exactly, but it, it it was booked really well. Um, Sasha Banks again having the you know the Iron the Iron Woman spot being in there from number one, and I can't remember when she went out. She went out quite late on, didn't she? She she was eliminated by the Bellas, wasn't she? Yeah, who who were like some of the last people in. So she she went she went nearly an hour, which again is like Finn in the uh, in the men's rumble went for nearly an hour and yeah. it's, sort of, it's good to, and those two obviously you know both came up in NXT around the same time and I, I feel like there's sort of like parallels between the two of them in, in t- terms of WWE careers anyway yeah um, and they've, they've you know both both won t- like Sasha's been the champ hasn't she yeah several times yeah so She's like, like four time women's champion now on yeah, the main roster yeah, yeah exactly and, and but has kind of not really done very much for a bit in the same way that Finn has and I think you know this it could be her year coming up like like she obviously didn't win it but I think she she's done herself really really proud it's again you know sorry it's it's playing in the background talking about <laughs> her being like a heel turn and stuff it's like she was dressed as Wonder Woman I like I didn't I didn't get obviously she eliminated um Bailey and had that like oh you know we're we're friends but fuck you yeah kind of thing going on but I I don't know I I don't know if she's a bastard enough to be got or got that you know I think she's still quite over and I don't know whether or not she'll she'll get that sort of heel thing coming through um but yeah generally the rumble fantastic really again. Similarly to the men's, um, really like them bringing Ember Moon in, like getting the NXT champion. Um, I thought her elimination was top when sort of they they what, she did like an arm breaker angle, didn't they? She sort yeah. Of, she flipped herself off the the edge of the the ring. It was uh, it was great. Yeah, like all all together, just very much very impressed. Like really good to see some of your. Um, 
your legends coming in very very happy with the result um not only because i won the sweepstakes <laughs> for this one just to get that in there um yeah but just genuinely like thought it was it was it was just handled really well and i think that they've they've set a good example and and sort of put it in good stead for future rumbles and you know the future of of the uh the women's division i think and the same question that i asked at the end of when we were discussing the men's rumble uh, as i mentioned i thought uh Asuka was going to win anyway but did you guys have anyone any other predictions ben did you see anyone else winning this no i i think that i so i i thought that they they'd give Asuka the like a, a longer run out but i think that they they did they did well because it meant that it wasn't like Asuka overshadowing everything by being like you know running through the whole roster yeah and you know doing doing the the Iron Woman thing and um but yeah I totally couldn't see them giving it to anyone else really um didn't think there was any sort of real natural storyline for anyone else in terms of you know go going to Mania who they're going to face and things like that and obviously you know the the fallout from the rumble where they they're doing like who who are you picking to fight? Yeah, um, it 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 made sense for Nakamura, AJ because it's you know the match that everyone's been after for a while and they've been teasing it. Um, it did, I, you know I I don't think it made sense in terms of I mean I, I guess you know Asuka's gonna have to have had a title shot at some point. Especially if she's undefeated, Mania would be the, the the obvious spot. So, so it kind of made sense, but it didn't really make sense for apart from maybe Becky. Becky was maybe my outside chance they'd give her a shot, but nah. Yeah. Didn't didn't really see anyone else actually taking it. Callan, what about you? Um, going into it, I was I was thinking about a couple, but um, I was thinking uh maybe we'd see um maybe Nia win it, and I think that was only because. Um, she since she has been coming to the main roster, she hasn't really been in that like title. Well, she's been in the title picture to some extent, but never had that kind of moment to solidify her as that monster kind of like woman that they want on that side of the of the division, you know. Um, so I think maybe Nia had a chance, but um, and that would have been a surprise anyway because they didn't really build that. But I think you know, end of the day, it was obvious it was going to be Asuka. But um, there was sadly. Um, you know, I was sadly hesitant um, for the wrong reasons, and it, it was because oh, will they really have two Japanese winners on one show? You yeah. Um, but it's mental to say that we are saying that. You know, not only have we had a Japanese rubber winner for the first time, but two in one night. Yeah. So that's fa- so fair fucks to WWE for doing that. I'm really <laughs> yeah. glad that. Um, I, so... I think it was. I think it was uh, my mate saying it was. Vince going, oh, you like New Japan, do you? Well, how about all the Japan you can eat? <laughs> <laughs> so just throw, throwing everyone at it, like, the, yeah. the cynic in me. Oh, but yeah, but apart from that, yeah, I think, you know, it was obvious that Asuka would be walking away with this, and rightly so, I think, at this point. I think, she, you know, they've got something obviously very special with her, and they just need to keep running with her. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it makes sense. Well, obviously, before we went off the air, the the final sort of 
surprise that we had for for the weekend was uh the much anticipated uh not w- welcoming is that the right word arrival a- arrival thank you Callan. uh of <laughs> rowdy ronda rousey um which got a pretty big pop um i didn't realize this until i saw it afterwards but i was like why the hell is she wearing that massive jacket but apparently that was uh, Roddy's jacket that his son gave to her, apparently, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Um, but what what's our f- feelings with with Ronda Rousey coming? Because as we mentioned earlier, Ben, you touched upon it. They've kind of got this sort of MMA sort of thing going on. They've got obviously Shayna in in NXT. Sonya Deville on Raw, uh, to an extent Sarah Logan on SmackDown, but she's more of like a brawler, and now obviously the one of the biggest names in UFC history, Ronda Rousey, coming to WWE. Like, it's cool. It's gonna bring more people to the product, but obviously a lot of people who have sort of been fans of the product for years have kind of said, "Well, she's just walked in and now she's." getting a title shot like she hasn't proven herself in a WWE ring so I don't know are you guys excited to to see her in WWE do you want to see her like do you think this is going to kind of be a a one and done situation for Mania or is she here for the long haul what 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 do you guys think uh Callan we'll go with you first um so I'm very split on the opinion I don't think it's as negative as people think it'll be um I think I, it sounds like I, I don't know where I read this now. It might be complete bollocks. But, um, <laughs> she might be sticking around long, so she wants to do this full time to some extent. I think I don't think she'll be like on Raw every week. Yeah, or maybe she will, but not not competing anyway. But um, I so like I'm. I feel like yeah. I I don't really enjoy it when people come in who are obviously stars and just kind of get the person are. That those people who are like above the wrestlers, you know what I mean, straight off the bat, like they're like, oh, it's almost like when they have people from other sports turn up and stuff, or like have Stephen Amell turn up at first and be like, I can beat your wrestlers because I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Um. So that that's the vibe of that kind of going on. I don't like, but I, I'm, if you got to look at it from a um an outsider's point of view, is what the women's roster really lacks to keep it really competitive with the men's is the big kind of money names i guess yeah um i feel like ronda she's probably got a fucking massive deal obviously out of this you know she's like a legit not just a athlete but obviously like someone who's in mainstream media you know and that's something that can really elevate the whole concept of the women's division being level with the men's you know um and you could argue well they have those stars now they just don't book them right and i would probably agree as well you know i feel like it's a bit of a bit of a push and pull between the both but um i don't see it as a complete negative thing i just don't know if the quality of wrestling is going to be there because she's obviously very new to it so um if she lives up to the hype then yes then it's gonna be great you know it's gonna be fantastic news but um yeah it's it's just, it's tough, you know. It's it's, it's uh, I think it's positives either way, and there's also negatives to it. But yeah, I think I've, you know, I just I I guess we'll see a mania and see what the fuck's gonna happen. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 gonna be really weird. A couple months, I think. It's, yeah. 
Ben, what, what's, what's your opinion? He's a dead man and he he digs graves or something, you know, it's ridiculous. But like the the biggest superstar, let's not say the the, the greatest wrestler, come on. Um, So so to me, yeah, totally not bothered by it. Kind of like think that it'll be an interesting angle, but and I don't know whether or not this is just sort of like Triple H wanting to make people believe that wrestling's not this I don't know, fake soap opera storyline nonsense that has, you know, its biggest stars as undead uh, cowboys or whatever yeah. they are. Um, so, so yeah, kind of, it, it, it pissed me off a little bit because it totally took away from the moment for me. It was sort of like, oh, who's it going to be, Oscar? And it's like, here's Joan Jett. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And so, so yeah, it, it kind of it kind of spoiled that for me. For in terms of, and, and you know, obviously, it's not. It wasn't a, a surprise. They 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 knew it was coming. But I think it. I don't know. Charlotte looked legitimately pissed off about it. Yeah. And and, and you know, it's kind of like, well, yeah. I think I think it. It's WWE pissing on their history making moments again, and I, I think that's what I said before. Like to to someone is what's the point of setting it up as this fucking massive deal for then it just like oh but you know Ronda Rousey shook hands with Steph McMahon it's like yeah, yeah. fuck off like genuinely fuck off <laughs> and, and, and as well you know somebody also pointed out that it's just the money in the bank sort of ladder match was uh, the patriarchy ruining it for for the women's uh, revolution and this was uh just an exercise in in white privilege. Uh, <laughs> sorry to, get, to take, bring po- the politics into the podcast, guys, but it was that kind of like, oh yeah, you know, a woman of color has, has won the rumble and it's the first time in history, and it's like, oh, but here's Ronda Rousey for you. <laughs> like, oh, and here she is shaking hands with Steph. Yeah, it kind of rubs me up a little bit the wrong way with that. I'm, I'm not going to be like saying it, it was the worst thing and I think that it, it, it's good to happen Yeah, I, I don't know it, it it also she just didn't seem to know what she was doing her pointing was a bit lacklustre um, well there, there's reports that she didn't know what the fuck she was doing 10 minutes before it happened apparently or oh really time. yeah so I don't know I, maybe she was going to be in the rumble who fucking knows but like I feel like they did the right thing not having in that rumble that would have been that would have pissed on the division if she yeah. was there Oh yeah, um, definitely. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad Oscar got her win there. You know, that would have been a shit show if um, one rather you know won the thing. That would have been yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on, Ben. No, no, I just like. I, I, 
I, I think I'm just I'm not the, the the target audience for for the Ronda Rousey MMA type thing. I think it'll be I think it'll be good for the the WWE in terms of business and in terms of having that sort of buy-in from other people and other you know like people who aren't necessarily the casual yeah person because you know as you say it's the Brock Lesnar move. And well, weird, a, weirdly you say oh, that my um my brother who literally only watches WrestleMania um as we're recording this has has texted me a photo of of Ronda Rousey so that that says it all really. but um oh we'll start to sort of round up now so my my final question on on the rumble itself and and on ronda rousey obviously she's gonna be at mania but do we see her sort of doing matches in in the run-up or is it just going to be the kind of brock lesnar sort of mantra of she appears on tv every once in a blue moon cuts a promo and that's kind of it do, do we think we're going to see any in-ring action of her before Mania um, uh, I don't know about fighting <laughs> no I mean I don't think she'll be away as far as like um, you know we won't see her um, you know only turn up for like once every two months or so I think she's she is like a, a fan of the product and has been since she's like a young child I think she's going to be there do you know what I mean I think that's what she wants and yeah. I think she wants something comfortable um, as a backup career to her I guess her finished in, in mixed martial arts you know so I, I feel like we're going to see her more than we see Brock I feel like she needs to solidify herself as a competitor before she can start doing that I, I would say she could go part time if she was fucking good enough but she probably won't be because she's so new so yeah she's probably gonna have to get her chops up a bit i think so i don't know if we'd see a match beforehand we do have another pay-per-view on you know on the way yeah but i i guess we'll find out on raw and literally like in the hour what the fuck they're gonna do with this whole story you know so yeah so there we are then anything to add um just sorry reading espn uh, as we speak, and uh, allegedly signed a full term, full time contract. Oh, okay. So, quote, uh, where is it now? This is my life now. First priority on my timeline for the next several years. Oh, well, fair play, uh, fair play to her then. Yeah, not a smash and grab. This is not a publicity stunt. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think it'll do. I think they'll be paying her very well, and I think that it will do well for the. Um, the WWE so uh, it's not a bad move by any means and uh, you know I just hope that they don't fucking do a Lesnar and just put a belt on her and just sort of like be like yep yep she's gonna just win everything yeah and as, and as well like I mean I guess uh, to an extent maybe the, the Shayna Baszler thing is is a bit of a test of the waters and um your other girls who uh, do who've got the MMA angle, um, who I've still not managed to remember the name. So apologies, <laughs> girls, if you're listening. Women, if you're listening, again, shouldn't be calling them girls. Apologies. Um, yeah, like I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think I think time will tell. It'll be very interesting. Um, 
kind of begs the question like what are you going to do if you've got shit like this happening um, are they going to are you going to actually have uh, Nikki Bella fighting Ronda Rousey is that something that's going to happen yeah I, you know I, it's going to be a bit weird in the uh, in the upcoming uh, months and years I guess and you still got people hilariously coming out and not actually being that good at wrestling um, maybe Lana I guess sorry <laughs> um, but you know I, I, I guess you, you need those characters you need your Breezango um, sort of comedy putting on a silly voice not a silly voice but you know everyone knows she's not actually <laughs> Russian but I like that character as well to, to and, and Carmella again not not the greatest wrestler but you know it's a character so it's it's a good thing I think I think it's diversifying and you know having people that can actually beat the shit out of Oscar and look convincing yeah cool well as always we will we'll round things off with our um favorite moments of of the pay-per-views um I'm, I'm gonna go with with one from NXT because it was something that I didn't touch upon but it, I think it set up the whole weekend for me perfectly uh, and it was in the very first match that we commented on um, it was Bobby Fish running away from from AOP um, getting caught by one of them, I, I don't know which one it was on the outside in a wheelbarrow and uh, Bobby just going oh god oh god oh god oh god before having his, hate, his face slammed into the barricade <laughs> so that that was my moment of the weekend um Callan, what about you? What was your favourite moment of the weekend? Um, it was probably um, the post-match segment uh, following Kevin Owens, AJ, Sami Zayn, uh, where Shane was talking to Kevin Owens and Sami, and they're basically arguing, saying, "Did you see that? Did you see that? What the ref did?" And obviously Shane responds with "Yep." And as <laughs> they're cutting away, you hear um, Kevin Owens cut off halfway mid-sentence, going. Ah! <laughs> that was probably the one. That's my favourite. Perfect. And to to round things off, Ben, what about you? Can I just say the whole of the women's rumble? Like, is that? Yeah, is, of course you can. A, just like it was, it was perfect. It was what it needed to be. And I think that you know, as they say, it's history making. It's sort of. Yeah, it was. It, regardless, I think it was just a great rumble. So, uh, Oscar winning that and me winning sixty pounds. <laughs> That's the real reason. Nah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, next up will be elimination chamber, guys. Thank you very much again for for joining me and discussing the thing that we love that is wrestling. No worries, no worries mate. Thank yeah, you. thank you for having us. Perfect. Take it easy, guys. See you later. So there we have it folks, two Japanese winners of, of the male and female Royal Rumble, uh, the arrival of Ronda Rousey which was quite predictable but still pretty cool, um, it'd be interesting to see what what's going to be her future going forward as, as Ben mentioned um, apparently he is a full time contract so yeah interested to see 
how she gets on in the world of WWE. Um, and also, how can we forget probably one of the matches of the year? I know we're only just at the end of January, but Johnny Gargano against um, Andrade Cien Almas was just phenomenal. Um, please let us know what you thought of both events. Get in touch with us on Twitter at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, use hashtag JAIPod. Um, yeah, I'm, as I say, it's pretty late. I'm, I've still got to kind of compile this all together and get it in the world of the wide web for you lovely people to listen to. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, next week, I'm joined by all three members of Yotnar, um, who are an awesome uh, sort of hardcore black metal band. Yeah, I, we get into how they describe themselves um, from Colchester. Uh, Chris is a good friend of mine so they were kind enough to take the time to speak to me when I went and saw them in Brighton so yeah that will be next week Uh, but for now thank you again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I'll see you soon